My entire world is undone. Any semblance of a normal life is out the window. The human mind is a complete fucking mystery. I think there is a reason that we only use 10% of our brains. There are just too many doors that should remain locked. Rooms with dark corners and secret passageways. Mazes that will forever have you running in circles, each and every door locking behind you upon entering. It's like falling into a well that extends so far into the earth that there is no hope for rescue. In other words, needless to say, I'm irretrievably lost. I am Tom Hanks talking to a volleyball, only my island is on barren planet and Wilson is a figment of my imagination. A little background, I lived with my dad at the time. The first thing you should know about my dad is that he was a prick. I was essentially his caregiver. My childhood was tragic at best. My dad was an abusive alcoholic slash gambling addict and gave his all to making the lives of everyone around him a living hell. A hell which only grew hotter after he was injured on the job and subsequently stuck in a wheelchair. My mum was mentally ill to begin with and the level of torment he dished out drove her to an early grave. Her suicide note only read one sentence. I'm sorry, son. This was about three years ago, and as much as I wanted to leave the old man to fend for himself, he was all I had left. My sister left as soon as I turned 18, and I hadn't seen her since, so I chose to hang on to the single shred of family I had left and endure the daily misery. It only got worse with time. The shitstorm started on a Tuesday morning. I woke up from a nightmare, nearly hyperventilating although I couldn't remember the details. All I could definitively recall is the sound of glass shattering and screaming. I was drenched in a cold sweat. I struggled to remember the dream, but it just wouldn't click. After gathering myself, I looked at my phone, realizing I was late for work. I decided to skip showering and got dressed as quickly as possible. When I reached the living room, I stopped dead in my tracks. What I saw was gut-wrenching. My skin turned cold. Sitting in his wheelchair in front of the TV was the mutilated corpse of my father. His head was tilted back, nearly completely severed with his lifeless eyes staring at the ceiling. I stumbled backwards, falling to the floor, dry heaving on my hands and knees. You okay, son? What's the matter? I heard my dad's voice say. I damn near shat myself. I scrambled to my feet almost scared to look. I slowly turned towards him. There he sat, looking at me with an expression of concern. I approached him to take a closer look. He was fine, completely normal. He lifted his eyebrows, waiting for an answer. I'm, I'm fine, I said, my voice shaking. He studied me for a moment and then smiled. Okay, have a good day, son he said, and continued watching TV. I said nothing as I made my way out the door. I was distracted at work. My thoughts were all over the place. I started to worry that I was going crazy. Hallucinating your dad with his head nearly severed wasn't something you could chalk up to just an overactive imagination. On my way home, I was paranoid to say the least. Worried I would hallucinate the same scene, or worse. When I arrived home, I hesitantly opened the front door. To my relief, my dad was sitting casually in his chair, completely unharmed. 
I sighed and walked toward the kitchen for a drink. How was your day, son? He asked. The question caught me off guard. He never asks that. Um, okay, I guess. Kinda slow. He nodded at me with a smile, still watching me as I made my way to my room. I laid in bed, pondering the events of the day and the oddity of it all. Exhausted, I finally drifted off to sleep. I was jolted awake again. The screaming and shattering of glass plagued my dreams, just like the night before. No matter how hard I tried, I still couldn't remember any other details of the nightmare. I felt exhausted, like I had only slept a short time. I did my best to shake off the residual angst of the dream and got dressed for work. Hey son, my dad yelled. You got a minute? I hesitated before answering. This was out of character for him. He would usually demand things rather than request them. One sec, I responded. I couldn't even begin to imagine what he wanted to talk about. I walked out of the room down the hallway. In here, I heard him call from the kitchen. I was still fastening my belt as I entered, and when I lifted my eyes in his direction, I was once again floored. His head was rested on his left shoulder, and I could see the bone and tendons from within his carved open neck. His face was nearly blue. His eyes bulged and blood covered his body. His eyes were fixated on me. I screamed. I ran from the kitchen and into the bathroom. As I splashed my face with water, I heard him call out for me again. Son, what's going on? I looked in the mirror, shaking my head violently. Son, please, he called once more. I rubbed my eyes, taking a few deep breaths. Once I composed myself, I made my way back to the kitchen. Cautiously, I rounded the corner. He sat there, looking as he always had, looking even more concerned than the morning before. I blinked a few times, running my hands anxiously over my face again before sitting down. My dad sighed, seemingly trying to find the words to say. I know I haven't been the greatest father. I looked at him incredulously. He continued, I have no excuses for the way I've treated you and he trailed off and your mother. His voice was quivering now. Before she passed away, I know she was sick. Her mental illness wasn't her fault, but I, I know I am to blame for her taking her own life. And there is nothing I can do to take that back. She loved you, and though I may not have shown it, I love you, son, and I'm, I'm sorry. After a few moments of silence, tears started streaming down his face. Despite the shock that I was in, I got up and wrapped him in a hug, saying nothing. That night, I laid in bed thinking about what he had said, pondering what may have pushed him to this point, thinking maybe the guilt of everything just caught up with him. When I woke up, the first thing I realised was that I had slept through the night dreamless, although I still felt exhausted. The hallucinations I'd experienced still weighed heavy on my mind. It made me sick to my stomach to think about it. I was terrified that I would find him the same way this morning, or maybe even worse. I clenched my jaw and opened the door. As I walked down the hall towards the living room, I imagined the possibilities of what I might see. Finally, I reached the end of the hallway and peeked around the corner. To my relief, I saw my dad sitting casually, 
drinking his coffee, watching the morning news. He flashed me a warm smile. Morning, son, he said. I realised I'd been holding my breath and sighed loudly. It seemed like the only shocker was that he seemed to be more compassionate than ever before. Things continued on this way for several weeks. My quality of life began to actually improve. There were no nightmares nor hallucinations, and my fear of inheriting my mother's sickness faded. My father and I were on better terms than ever before. I was finally able to let my guard down a little, even so much as to meet a girl whom I gradually started to grow close to. We went out on a few dates and began talking every day. Then it happened. Everything shattered. Before the newfound peace my father and I shared, I'd never considered bringing anyone to my house for fear of scaring her away. I finally felt comfortable enough to do so. After a dinner and movie date, she agreed to come back to my place for the night. It was all going smoothly until I opened the door. She was talking about her job as we entered. Then she stopped, mid-sentence. Her face went pale. Then she screamed. The most terrified scream I'd ever heard. When I followed her gaze and I saw what she saw, I knew. The decomposed, rotting corpse of my father sat in his wheelchair in the living room. His mouth was wide open, his eyes bulging from a head that hung backwards loosely from his neck. The smell! How had I not smelled it before? She bolted, screaming in terror. I was too shocked to care. I left the front door wide open, walking like a zombie towards his rotting corpse. I felt numb, cold. I entered the kitchen where I saw the blood. Coagulated blood covered the tiled floor as well as broken glass from the back door. It all came clear to me then. The nightmare, the screams and sound of glass shattering. The apology, his sudden change in personality and compassion. The reason I woke up so exhausted. The break-in. Everything after the moment my father was nearly decapitated by an unknown assailant. It was all in my head. I guess he had some bad blood with someone other than just his family. So here I sit, in this room, reliving the true story in my head over and over. They keep me medicated, of course. After a thorough psyche val, they tell me that what I once believed to be hallucinations of my dad having been mutilated was actually the other way around. I hallucinated him being alive after finding him murdered. Apparently, I would get up in the middle of the night to move him around, just to maintain the illusion. My subconscious mind locked me out. Now that I opened that door, it shut behind me, locking me in for good searching those dark corners and passageways. I don't know if the hallucinations were partially the result of inheriting my mum's mental illness, or if I just finally snapped after losing the last shred of family I had left. If it's the latter, I wouldn't say my cup runneth over, more like I kicked the fucking cauldron. On the bright side, I talked to my sister today. Even though they tell me, however, that I somehow hallucinated everything following his murder, and that my subconscious mind created a more preferable reality than the one I was in. Something bothers me. As I was leaving for work the day before I was admitted, my dad said something that makes me question this situation even more. 
you need to get in touch with your sister and tell her congratulations. I would have questioned further if I wasn't late for work. I didn't even stop to ask him what I was supposed to congratulate her for. During the conversation with my sister today, she told me the good news. She's pregnant. She just found out today. Thank you guys, ghouls and girls for watching. Please feel free to connect with me on my Discord server and if you want to watch me live, check out my Twitch channel. I am very active on both platforms and even have scheduled streams. I would absolutely love to see you there. Links to my other social media platforms are in the description below. Stay, 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 stay.